This is Triple H 100.1 FM. Good afternoon and welcome back to Rotary Matters. My name's Ian Stewart and it's really good to be with you on this lovely sunny summer's day. And welcome back after the summer break. Hope you had a good time and looking forward to getting stuck into it again for 2024. Now, the idea of our programme Rotary Matters is to put the spotlight onto some of the many worthy causes and the projects and the people who make up Rotary. Now, a core concept of Rotary is to help make a difference and to make the world a better place. And it's achieved in countless ways, some of which we profile on this weekly programme, Rotary Matters. And a fine example of this is the ongoing work by the Rotarians from Sydney Cove Rotary Club. It's a relatively large club. They meet formally every two weeks in the city of Sydney and they've got around 100 members. Now, a cause dear to their heart is the plight faced by the citizens of Ukraine, many of whom have been displaced in their own country by having moving from the east to the west. Others have completely left Ukraine and have relocated to Australia, where they need help to settle, to integrate, to find their way around, to learn our way of life um, and our language, and um, to gain respite from the horrors of their mother country under attack from Russia. Now, the Rotary Club of Sydney Cove supports the Australian Federation of Ukrainian Organisations, which in turn distributes some of the relief, including much-needed medical equipment where it is needed the most. So today we meet Guy Glennie from the Rotary Club of Sydney Cove to explain the relationship with Ukraine, and a little later on in the programme today, we'll learn about a very successful sailing regatta run by his club, which raises funds to assist the families of sailors whose lives were lost at sea a few years ago during the Sydney to Hobart yacht race. So a couple of days ago, I had the pleasure of talking to Guy Glennie by Zoom. So welcome to Rotary Matters today. We're talking today with Guy Glennie, who's a past president of the Rotary Club of Sydney Cove. Guy has been very active uh, during that time and since, and he's here to tell us a little bit about the club itself uh, and some of the causes that they have so successfully supported. Guy, um, let's begin with the Rotary Club of Sydney Cove. Just to quickly, where, when, how often do you meet? How many people come along? Thanks very much, Ian. It's delightful to be back again. Um, yeah, the Rotary Club of Sydney Cove, as the name suggests, it was actually founded in 1988, so bicentennial year. And we uh, met on a Captain Cook cruises boat at Circular Quay. Um, Captain Cook is now focused more around King Street Wharf. So most of our meetings now are at King Street Wharf, but we, uh, we're planning to hopefully get back to Circular Quay at some stage. We've got, um, at the moment, just under 100 members. And um, we usually get um, 25, 30 to our typical meetings on the boat. So it, I think people love coming on the boat. It's a great place to meet. So right listen, be, be aware, be aware that uh, having 100 members in your club is um, significantly larger than many, many clubs around the country. So congratulations on attracting and retaining uh, so many guy. Thanks very much. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always a challenge. And being a um, city club, um, a lot of our members are obviously from businesses. It's a business club as opposed to being a, a local club. So obviously our members live all over Sydney. But we do have quite a high turnover rate because a lot of people, you know, get posted interstate or overseas or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's always a challenge to keep the membership going. 
Good, good. Okay, so that's Rotary Club of Sydney Cove. Guy, um, Ukraine has been uh, a concern of your club for a long time. What first prompted uh, the club's interest in Ukraine? And when was that? Well, interestingly, um, I used to work with um, a guy who's uh, called Dan Wallady, who is um, works in the Australian Federation of Ukrainian Organisations. And that's really the premier organisation looking after Ukrainian citizens or um, who, who expats who have moved to Australia. And in 2015, so this was just after the um, initial invasion of, of Ukraine or when, when Russia moved into Crimea and uh, eastern Ukraine, the Donbass, Dan approached me because the Ukrainians were, wanted to try and find some way of setting up a tax-deductible fund um, so that they could um, to encourage their members to donate um, all for humanitarian aid. And um, Roach has got an amazing organisation called ROCS, that's Rotary Australia World Community Services, um, which is like an umbrella fund. and. Um, you know, Rotarians who come up with uh, projects that, um, you know, need urgent funds on a tax deductible basis. You can really set up a, a fund within Rorks um, and get tax deductibility. So we established that fund in partnership with the Australian Federation of Ukrainian Organisations. And yeah, so we've been going since 2015 now. So uh, that's uh, eight, nearly nine years. But the, the, the need for assistance in Ukraine has, has, of course, intensified in the last couple of years uh, since the more recent uh, invasion. Um, how, how bad is it right now, uh, Guy, in, in Ukraine? Yeah, look, I think it's, it's, it's a really tough situation at the moment for the uh, Ukrainians. Um, uh, they've obviously... Um, They've just been incredible um, in terms of defending their country. Um, and it's an existential fight, really. I mean, the Ukrainians have got no alternative. They were invaded. It was, an, from their point of view, an unprovoked invasion in 2022. Um, and if they stop fighting, well, then Russia's just going to roll over their country. So they've really got to keep fighting. After two years um, of intense fighting, I mean, they've been fighting actually since... 2014, so we're nearly coming up to 10 years um, since the war started. But it's been very intense the last two years. Um, I think people who are both on the front line and citizen, the citizenry um, are getting very tired, um, but they've really got no choice to keep going. And, and obviously at the moment there's a serious concern because of um, the funding both in Europe and the US has pretty much come to a halt. So You've got this terrible situation where you've got the the front line, they're in the trenches, they're running out of ammunition, and there's no guarantee when, you know, those funds are going to come back again. I mean, I, I think most people think that they're probably, you know, one way or another, that the, the US and Europe will approve some more funding. And, and But at the moment, I think it's it's a pretty tough situation. But having said that, I think there's, you know, good heart, within the Ukrainian community. They know they've got to, they don't want to leave this to their children and their grandchildren to fight. They want to, you know, push Russia out of Ukraine. And, um, uh, you know, I think the country as a whole is very supportive behind that. And it's obviously day to day, it's a very tough proposition. 
but I think there is a feeling that you know this is a, a fight they've got to keep going otherwise um, you know they're going to lose their democracy and there'll be um, a satellite state of Russia again. So Guy over the years as you said your your club has supported uh, Ukraine uh, through the initially through the Australian Federation of Ukrainian organizations uh, how have you gone about um, raising funds uh, to uh, to support the people in Ukraine? I'm thinking, for example, you have a relationship with Caritas, the charity, do you not? Yeah, well, look, it was um, the um, Australian Federation of Ukrainian Associations has had a relationship with um, Caritas for a long time. So initially, um, Caritas was our main I mean, there. Um, it's this is with Uca Caritas Ukraine, so actually in the country, um, and they've got a whole lot of um, fantastic programs that uh, we're supporting. So, initially, it was um, it it was around probably short term, what they call IDC centers, which is uh, sorry IDP centers, which is um, people who are uh, really moving from Eastern Ukraine to Western Ukraine. Um, sort of refugees within the country, uh, they tend to provide short-term places for people to stay and a lot of them then move into Europe or, or go elsewhere. We've also been supporting projects, um, mental health. Um, as you can imagine, there's a lot of soldiers um, who, who are maimed um, on the front line and when they come back to their families it's it's often a very difficult situation there's some terrific mental health issues so caritas is doing a great job in um you know supporting families with mental health issues so we've been doing a lot of that we've also provided a lot of one-off you know funds so for instance when the uh Nebukovska dam was blown up by the russians and and the dnipro river flooded that caused immense damage and flooding all around Kherson. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of work to do there to clean that up and, and we've sent funds into that. We're currently sending funds uh, to um, what what Caritas calls a winterization program, um, particularly in Eastern Ukraine, you know, close to the front lines. There's still a lot of citizens living in those areas. Um, quite often they're infrastructure has been completely destroyed you know electricity gas water and that type of thing you know we're in the middle of a very very cold winter so um you know if you can't get the online sort of infrastructure well then you have to go elsewhere and sort of get logs and that sort of thing and what they're keen to do is to try and provide as much as they can to help you know generators even logs so that people can burn it because otherwise they'll be going out into the forest to try and get their own um, logs and there's a lot of mines might there's just mines everywhere in eastern ukraine at the moment so you know a lot of citizens um get maimed by by just going out into the forest to try and find uh wood to to burn to keep themselves warm and that type of thing so the need is, the need is is acute and continuing um, specifically, what steps has the club taken to help raise money? Any particular projects, Guy, that spring to mind that you've, you've been able to put in practice? Well, um, our club has, has certainly raised money and, and donated a lot of money, but there's some fantastic, you know, rotary clubs right around Australia have been brilliant at, 
holding fundraisers and that type of thing. Um, and, you know, just to give you a couple of examples of things done, there's a club out in uh, Western New South Wales that has, has been selling sunflower seeds oh. um, and, you know, distributing them to Roach Clubs right across the country. And they go and sell these sun um, uh, sunflower seeds. And, you know, that's been raising funds. There's another, the Roach Club of Barara, over this recent Christmas, um, they've been cooking um, plum puddings, English plum puddings, and selling these plum puddings. And they raised a lot of money doing that. So those are the type of projects Rotary's been doing. I guess a lot of the funds come still from various different places. I mean, the Ukrainian community is still very active in doing fundraising within their own communities that we've received quite a lot of government funds from state governments particularly um, and just also from the general public I mean it was just extraordinary on on the in February 2022 when the second invasion happened with flood funds just flooding in from Australians all around the country so you know there's various ways that the funds are coming in so that's uh, Guy Glennie there from the Brochure Club of Sydney Cove. We'll be hearing more from Guy a little later on. Uh, my name is Ian Stewart. The programme is called Roshi Matters and you're on community radio station Triple H 100.1 FM. Uh, so today, as I um, mentioned a moment ago, we're talking with Guy Glennie. Guy is a former president of the Rotary Club of Sydney Cove. We're now going to find out um, how to make a donation to support his club's efforts on behalf of Ukraine. And later on, um, we discuss a long-standing and a very successful uh, charity sailing regatta run by his club, the Rotary Club of Sydney Cove. And I spoke with Guy Glennie uh, a couple of days ago on Zoom. And listeners, um, I just want to reiterate what Guy was saying earlier on about the channel through which donations can be made. Very important, this. It provides tax deductibility. It's called ROARCS, which Guy stands for... Rotary Australia World Community Services. Okay, R-A-W-C-S, very important. So if somebody wanted now to pursue this, they'd go onto a Rorks website, Guy? That's correct. Go to rorks.org.au and that will get you in there. Um, and Rorks covers all sorts of projects. I mean, for example, even within Australia, you know, where there's flooding in northern New South Wales or something like that, They'll set up a um, a fund to to support that type of thing. So you you if you go into the Rocks uh, website, you'll find all sorts of projects, both within Australia and and also overseas. So then, um, going back to what you said about this, the Ukrainians settling here in Australia, do you get involved in in the settlement program, uh, reaching out to the individuals who come, or how does that all work? Well, it mainly um, works through the um, AFUO, the Australian Federation of Ukrainian Organisations. They um, they have uh, very close contact with the the government, and they pick up um, people who are coming into the country. And what we've been trying to do, at least, is to provide them with some funds to support them in setting up. You know, not a massive money usually. $300 per person or something like that and um, just to help them buy some necessaries just to, you know, food, um, clothing, that type of thing. Uh, listeners, these are very fine examples of the Rotary core value 
of putting service above self. We're talking with Guy Glennie, uh, formerly president of the Rotary Club of Sydney Cove, about some wonderful work that they have been doing in respect of Ukraine. But Guy, it's not all hard work. There's a bit of fun as well. Um, each November, I think it is, you get um, you put on your Sam Wester and your Wellingtons and jump aboard a boat. Tell us about the the uh, regatta. Yes, well, the regatta is, um, we've been running it actually for, it's 30 years this year. So we started it in 1994. And this year we put our, our, th- our 30th anniversary. Um, and it's, it's an amazing um, fun. We've got a partnership with the um, uh, Sydney, uh, the um, Cruising Yacht Club of Australia, which meet in Rush Cuts Bay. They run the Rolex Sydney to Hobart race. And the way it works is that Rotary finds corporates who are keen to, to um, perhaps take a boat for a race on the, uh, on the harbour in the afternoon. Uh, so they pay us money to do that, and uh, the Cruising Yacht Club uh, provides the boats um, at no cost, and you know that that's essentially how we raise funds. We also have a Captain Cook Cruises boat out there, as so people can go out and have lunch. So we can raise money through that. And we have um, it wouldn't be Rotary without a raffle and we also have auctions and that type of thing so we we, we raise money at the events through that so that's essentially how it works the, the boats are privately owned but moored at the cyc in Rushcutters bay and and they're donated by their owners for the purpose they're of the donated by the owners yes i think the most yacht clubs try to do a one or two um charity regattas or of some description every year and you know the owners are very generous in in putting putting their boats in so they provide a, a skipper and crew and then the the corporates can put anything between about uh six and twelve people on board and obviously depending on the size of the boat there's a different price for for each one and there, there's also a fabulous lunch at um, the cruising yacht club of australia as well sounds like a lot of fun um, and there is a fundraising dimension to this, as you said. The funds will come back to the club for you to distribute um, at, to causes uh, of your at your discretion. Well, um, the essential there's two causes that um, uh, we, we we try to support. One is the Sydney Children's Hospitals Foundation, which um, covers both um, the Randwick Children's Hospital and Westmead as well. Um, so the majority of the funds raised at the regatta go go to the hospitals, um, and also to an organisation called Solus Save uh, Safety of Lives at Sea. This was something that the CYCA themselves set up after the I think it was a 1998 Sydney to Hobart race when quite a few people it was a very severe race and quite a few people were killed actually in that race, so it's to support the families of, of um, sailors who died at sea. Um, so they're two primary causes, and also it, it also supports our, you know, other fundraising, um, our other charity um, things that we do at the club. So, for instance, um, we 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 have a most days during the week we run something in Macquarie Street in the city called Early Bird Cafe 
which provides um, breakfast for um, people living on the streets or, or whatever. So those are the type of things that awesome. we raise the funds for. Good for you, good for you. So um, Guy, the next uh, charity regatta is coming up uh, later this year. Have you got a date? Yes, the next one's on the 22nd of November, uh, 2024. And so, if anybody listening um, uh, is a corporate who would like to take part, how do they get in touch with you or whoever needs to be contacted? Yes, um, they can go to um, our regatta website, um, which, um, or, or, well, they can go to the uh, club website and there will be something relating to the regatta on that website or they can contact myself um, and I'm happy to give my phone number 0418 695 803 and be delighted from uh, to hear from anyone who's interested in getting involved. Okay, so listeners, two wonderful stories coming from uh, the Rotary Club of Sydney Cove. The work they're doing uh, to, to ease the situation for people in Ukraine and uh, Ukrainians who come over here and also this wonderful regatta each November. Guy Glennie, it's been lovely chatting with you again. Um, wish you well this year and look forward to hearing any other stories you might like to share with us on Rotary Matters. Guy Glennie, thank you. Thanks very much, Ian, and all the best to you too. Look, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Rotary Matters.